What do you mean they're shifting the game times? What? Uh, what? Yeah. Bucks Raiders to the night game to the day game, and and what? Seahawks Cardinals to the night game. What's that gonna mean? Fucking a. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13. And fresh off his 24-hour suspension on Facebook at Dennis M. Roy. Yeah, that's right. I told you they are seeking me out, man. They are fucking seeking me out. I got suspended for the dumbest shit. And, uh, yeah, I'm not going to really go into that because... We got to get this Thursday night game in there. Maybe I'll cover it on Friday. Uh, oh, good Lord. Let's see what else we got going on here. Um, yeah, they moved a couple of games this weekend. Uh, Tampa Bay and Ve- Las Vegas. Bucks and Raiders. Uh, Raiders are dealing with a whole shitload of COVID issues with their offensive line. Uh, I believe it was Trent Brown that actually got uh, dinged with the COVID test. And since he was hanging around all the offensive linemen, they basically quarantined them and they're going through testing and stuff right now. So, uh, that game is under question whether or not it's going to work. So, uh, since that was a Sunday night football game, they decided to move the Seattle at Arizona game to the Sunday night football game, uh, so that they can make sure that they actually had a game. So what does that mean for the pricing list that uh, I've already done? Well, here's what it is. They've actually removed. uh, Actually, no, they didn't remove. They didn't add, I should say, the Tampa Bay and Las Vegas players to the slate. They just left it alone. And now the slate is going all the way through the Sunday late night, Sunday night football games. So. Be aware of that. I'll change them in the spreadsheet, you know, put them where they need to be so it's less confusing. Um, I'm going to have to back off. I Thank God I didn't put in the primetime slate stuff yet. Uh, I was going to wait and do that tomorrow um, just because I needed a little bit of time because Yahoo actually has a primetime slate, so I'm trying to figure out the best way to uh, put that together. Um, so... Yeah, uh, Yahoo will have the Tampa Bay-Vegas pricing, of course, because it was originally a Sunday Night Football game. They're the only ones that play it. Um, so just be aware of that. If you want to take a shot in tournaments, I would not touch that game for fucking cash worth anything, um, at least not right now. Um, we'll know more on Saturday about that. It's probably going to play, but... Um, if they can't field an off, if the Raiders can't field an offensive line, I don't know what the hell they could do. So, 
<laughs> pardon me, uh, the one guy that I would be mostly looking at would be Ronald Jones in that game. <coughs> Too much water at once. So that's what's going on there. Um, Ravens traded for uh, Vikings' newly acquired defensive end Yannick Ngakwe, and so now uh, the Ravens have themselves a new defensive end to work with uh, Calais Campbell, uh, who is also with the Jaguars too. So, yeah, that's what we kind of got going on here. Um, don't know if I'm going to talk about my suspension or not. It's really stupid. Um, I should because then I can promote the shit out of it. But who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I'll get into it a little bit. I'll rant about it. Uh, Randall P. Coltrane Webb. I remembered what I said last week. I was talking about what it's what to do when you're facing a quote unquote expert or uh, uh, analyst within the confines of fantasy sports. Uh, your mindset, how to deal with it, and all that. That's what I was talking about. So I'll do that too. Uh, but let's get through this Thursday night game real quick. I want to try and keep this podcast at half an hour, so I've got 25 minutes here. Uh, Thursday night football game tonight. Tonight. I gotta get. That's why I got to rush this shit. Uh, New York Giants at Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Philadelphia was favored by seven. Uh, 45 was the over under. It's still 45. Uh, Philadelphia is a four now just a four and a half point favorite. I will let you know if you're not in the Discord. Frankie Fantasy said take Philly at the minus four and a half. Frankie's a really good better. Uh, I trust everything that comes out of that man's mouth. Um, So here we're going to go. New York Giants side. Daniel Jones faces the 27th ranked pass defense of the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, according to Football Outsiders DVOA, 19th in points allowed to the quarterback position at 20.1 and 21.2. Then we get down, let's see here. He's actually pretty expensive. He's, you know, quarterbacks are always expensive on a one game slate. Uh, 14,500, 10,400. I have, I do have some interest in this. Uh, a lot of people are expecting this game to be a dud. And I think you're going to see lineups kind of skew more towards the defenses, kickers, stuff like that, and then picking one or two uh, players accordingly. So I kind of want to play the other side on this one, uh, use the numbers to our advantage, and see what happens. Uh, Running backs, this would be Devontae Freeman, Deion Lewis. uh, No interest in Wayne Gallman, Elijah Penny. Deion Lewis I have very little interest in, but... Uh, the reason why I have interest is because Philly is the 12th-ranked DVOA rush defense, but they are 18th versus running backs in the passing game. 12th in points allowed to the running back position at 19 on FanDuel and 20.9 on DK. So with that little bit of added advantage in there with the passing game, um, I am kind of curious if I want to put Deion Lewis in there as a salary saver. At six thousand on FanDuel, which is dirt cheap, your most of your guys are going to come in somewhere between ten thousand eight and eight thousand, uh, roughly for the good players. And then when you look at DK, he comes in at sixteen hundred. 
which is very, very cheap. Now, you're not going to put them in your MVP spot, of course, but uh, I have some interest in there, and I should have pulled up the fucking target list. Let me do that right now. Okay, so I got the target list pulled up here. Let's see, Devontae Freeman. This will be his fifth week, actually, already. God, seems just like yesterday that he got signed. Um, He is ultimately the guy with the carries here. Um, I'm not expecting too much of a high output here. Uh, Let's see his targets week to week. Zero, four, three, two. Dion Lewis. Uh, let's see. We'll just go off a of week two, five, three, three, four, one. So nothing really too major. You know what? I might just skip out on that altogether. That is not gonna do it. Although, mm, no, I'm just gonna skip it. Nope, not gonna look at Deion Lewis. Not gonna look at it. I just don't see it there. All right, wide receivers. You're gonna have Darius Slayton, Golden Tate. Uh, Austin Mack is listed as the starter because CJ board is definitely out. Uh, but Sterling Shepard is expected to play. So that would be your wide receiver three. Uh, you have Darius Slayton versus, uh, Darius Slay golden Tate versus nickel Roby Coleman. And you're going to have Sterling Shepard versus will parks. Yes. So, Everyone has actually kind of an advantage, but I'm going to stay away, I think, from the Darius Slayton spot. Uh, Giants are 12th in DVOA versus wide receiver ones, 26 against wide receiver twos. That's where Golden Tate would set up. Uh, Wide receiver plus, which would be Sterling Shepard, they are set up at 21st in DVOA versus wide receiver plus, 23rd in points allowed to the wide receiver position. Uh, 32.1 on FanDuel and 40.1 on DK. So I have some interest in Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard in this matchup. Also have some interest in one Evan Ingram, the guy that everybody wants to shit on, which is fine. I get it. Um, But we have to look at this matchup with Evan Ingram against the Eagles, who are 31st in Tight end DVOA, 29th in points allowed to the tight end position at 15.2 on FanDuel and 18.9 on DK. The only ones that are really vying for any of the tight end targets are Caden Smith, Levine Tololo, uh, but usually it's just like one target. They do something, they get uh, a couple of yards, maybe five. So I have interest in Evan Ingram now. If you want to look at the defense, if you want to trust it more as a defensive game, on uh, DK, they're $4,400. Uh, Eagles are 26 in DVOA versus opponents' defenses, uh, allowing 8.33. That's according to NFL.com's fantasy, uh, uh, fantasy scoring. So they are rather high. They are allowing a lot of points. Kickers are not much better. Um Graham Gano is in play for New York. 20th ranked DVP versus kickers at 8.5 points allowed. Remember what we say on here. If you don't, if you think a player can outscore the kicker, then you use the player. If you think the kicker is going to get more points than any of the other plays, use the fucking kicker. Who gives a shit? 
It's showdown. That's how it works. Now, we move to the Philadelphia Eagles side. Carson Wentz uh, is probably the highest-priced player on the board. Faces the 23rd-ranked uh, DVOA passing defense. Seventh, though, in points allowed to the quarterback position at 16.7 and 17.6. But let's see who they have faced. Eh. Where's my mouse at? There it is. Jesus. Come on. What's going on? Get over to this screen. No, stupid. Get over to this screen. Okay, there we go. No. All right. So they face the Steelers, the Bears, the Niners, the Rams, Cowboys when they got all injured, and douche canoes. So, is that going to suffice? Hmm. <laughs> I'm honestly thinking of starting Carson Wentz in this in this matchup. In fact, I think I am. I'm going to buck that DVP in there. Because we're running low on targets here. Uh, yes, Carson Wentz is in play. I know a lot of people are going to try and play fucking Jalen Hurts. You're going to look at it as like a Taysom play. Not really buying into it too much. But it is intriguing because they tried that shit last weekend. So um, I'll consider it, but I, I don't think it's a real play. Uh, running back, you're going to have Miles Sanders out, which means that Boston Scott is going to be the main guy. Uh, should have Corey Clement involved there. Doubt Jason Huntley gets much at all. Giants are 15th in uh, rush defense, DVOA, 28th against running back in the passing game. And that is 22nd in DVP to the running back position at 23 points on per game on FanDuel and 26.5 on DK. So basically Boston Scott and Corey Clement, they both can catch the ball. They both can run. Uh, Boston Scott really hasn't been doing much of anything, so the thought is that quite possibly Corey Clement, blah, blah, blah. Corey Clement could see a little bit of a workload. Don't know if I'm going to trust it too much. I generally don't like to start running backs versus New York, so I'm probably going to pass anyways. Um, so I'm probably going to just look at the wide receivers here. And you do have Deshaun Jackson coming back. Now, it was funny because this morning... There's a lot of guys like, oh, you know, James Bradbury's going to be covering Travis Fulgham. And granted, in the spreadsheet, that's what it showed, right? That was before the Deshaun Jackson news that he was definitely going to play. So who's who is he going to cover? Is James Bradbury really going to tra- cover Travis Fulgham just because he's on this little bit of a tear? Or is he going to cover the supposed best wide receiver on the field for the Philadelphia Eagles and Deshaun Jackson? I'm going to say he's going to be covering Jackson. That's why you see the third-ranked DVOA versus wide receiver one on Jackson and the 22nd-ranked DVOA versus wide receiver twos in Fulgham. Uh, New York Giants are 30th in DVOA versus the wide receiver plus. That would be more John Hightower, Greg Ward, uh, J.J. Arthega-Whiteside, and Quez Watkins, 
Uh, Quez Watkins is definitely not in play. Your guy is probably going to be Greg Ward. Uh, if you want to try to do some more PPR type work. Otherwise, if you look at John Hightower, especially over on DK, if you're really needing to fit something in here, he's only 1200 uh on DK. And John Hightower has been getting the long ball kind of catch. So, let me let me go to him real quick. So yeah, he's he has been targeted. Now his targets will go down a little bit probably because of Deshaun Jackson. Um but I think that might affect Greg Ward a little bit more and it'll definitely affect uh Travis Fulgham a bit more on there. So but like last week if we actually if we go through the game log for John Hightower. Three targets, two receptions, 19 yards. Two targets, two receptions, 22 yards. Six targets, two receptions, 18 yards. Four targets, one catch, 50 yards. So, I mean, especially for that last one, if you could get six points out of that on a PPR for 1,200, hell yeah. Possible touchdown? Oh, yeah. But here's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting uh, James Bradbury cover Deshaun Jackson. Uh, I gotta get this all set up here. <laughs> uh, Ryan Lewis should be on Travis Fulgham. Ryan Lewis could uh, Travis Fulgham could beat Ryan Lewis, and then you'll have Darnay Holmes on uh, Greg Ward in the slot. Uh, Jalen Rager is still not expected to be back. So, um, and then everybody grabbing Dallas Goddard. Yeah, congratulations! They're shooting for a Week Ten return. Hope you can hold them on your bench for that long, especially with COVID stuff. I'm telling you, first guy I'd fucking drop. But if you look at the tight end position here, so Dallas Goddard, uh, I put him as questionable. He is now going to be out, um, which means that we're going to be looking at Richard Rodgers, Akeem Butler, and it's going to end up being Jason Kroom. Kroom. Sounds like Dr. Doom's fucking cat. Come here, Kroom. Come here. Yeah, Jason Kroom. Get the fuck out of here, Kroom. Kroom. <laughs> Who names her kid Kroom? Oh, it's his last name. Never mind. Never mind. Um. So, yeah. Richard Rogers did take over. Um. After Zach Ertz got hurt, he had three targets, three receptions, 31 yards. So that wasn't too bad last week. What was the matchup on that one? Oh, yeah, against the Ravens, um, who are actually bad against tight ends. Uh, New York is pretty decent against tight ends. Uh, they're 11th in tight end DVOA, 6 in points allowed to the tight end position at 7 and 8.9. Uh, Richard Rodgers comes in at 6,500 on FanDuel. Uh, 5000 on DK, so they did price him up a bit over there. Now, you do have Hakeem Butler. Now, is Hakeem Butler? Am I still on here? Okay. I know I got Hakeem Butler on here. He didn't do anything, but he is only 200 Hmm. Not too bad. Actually, it's kind of funny because your defenses are actually 
probably the most viable and they're like the cheapest price. So you're looking at uh, New York is 29th against opposing teams' defenses at 9.33 points allowed. 29th. That's fourth worst in the league in points allowed. So I know the Eagles are banged up, but there definitely is a chance here. Uh, Jake Elliott, the kicker, uh, which, you know, FanDuel prices up their kickers all the way up to about eight, 85000 9000 um, FanDuel, or DK, is actually pretty decent at 3800 uh, Facing New York, who is 22nd in DVP to kickers at 8.67. So who's who's available? All right, so pretty much... Both defenses, if you're looking at a lower scoring, if you're thinking there's going to be a lower scoring game with turnovers, both defenses are in play. Both kickers are definitely, definitely in play. Anywhere where you get a DVP of 20 or higher, you definitely have to consider those kickers. That's how I want you to pick your kickers out each week in seasonal, is you go defense versus position, NFL, just search it, Go to NFL.com, and then you just select uh, kickers, and it'll show you that information all in order. And then you just look at your you just look at the opponents, and you work your and then you look at who's facing those opponents, and you kind of work your way down from thirty second down to first. That's all I do for my kickers. And guess what? They've been scoring at least 10 points in every fucking week. So I have some interest in Deshaun Jackson, but not enough to really want to roster him. Um, Fulgham will probably be chalky, uh, but I am going to have a piece of him, definitely. Uh, John Hightower, uh, Greg Ward, maybe. Um I mean, Greg Ward would probably be a little bit more viable um, in the slot. Uh, New York's generally been pretty pretty mundane versus the slot, if I'm not mistaken. Let me think here. Yeah, pretty good last week. They got lit up by CeeDee Lamb, though. Uh, this was the uh, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, Kendrick Bourne did well, uh, tight end, and Juju Smith-Schuster went off in week one. So uh, definitely the guy that lines up in the slot, and I think you're going to get a little bit of high tower in the slot too, but uh, Greg Ward would definitely be your guy there uh, for most of your slot work. Um, so definitely consider him. Uh, running back, I think I'm staying away from the fucking running backs though. Like, I really don't have any interest in Boston Scott or Corey Clement. Probably pass. I uh, do have some interest in Carson Wentz. Now, you don't have to start the defenses. We could do this offensively. You just got to pick it. You just got to pick it, you know, piece by piece. Um, if you're going to do the offenses, think it's going to be high, a little bit higher scoring. You can go with the kicker, both kickers. Um, I think Carson Wentz is in play. Um, 
with his guys. Evan Ingram is in play. You have to consider him. Um, I don't know if I want Sterling Shepard coming back from injury. I can get it. I can get behind it. I actually like him more on FanDuel than I do on DK because the price is better. Um, and then it's reverse on the other end because Golden Tate's more expensive on FanDuel than he is over on DK. So um, take that into consideration here. That Will Parks, man. Will Parks is garbage. So Sterling Shepard should be able to beat him. God, I might consider that. Not looking at the running backs at all, but I am looking at Daniel Jones. You know Daniel Jones is going to fucking run too. So that's got that's got my interest peaked a bit. So um I like both quarterbacks are in play. Both quarterbacks are in play, both kickers are in play. Um if you want to do defenses, go ahead and do defenses. I'm running three lineups. I will have one defensive lineup. Um probably. But I'm going to I'm going to look at from the offensive side. Uh, Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram from the Giants side. And then from the Eagles side, Carson Wentz, of course. Uh, Not the running backs, but Fulgham, Greg Ward, John Hightower. And then if you need a lot of value, if you need a lot of value, that would be your uh, Hightower guy. You'd use the high tower play. Richard Rogers, I don't know if I'm really into. Um although the offense is slated is always skewed a little bit more towards the tight end. So Richard Rogers, if you need if you need value in there. I mean it's not a terrible price for a starter, but it's not the best either. I'd rather use the kicker. To be honest with you, I'd rather use the kicker. Than Richard Rogers, so I think that should get us going. Yes, I'm fading Deshaun Jackson, by the way. So that should get us uh, through the Thursday. Um, how much time have we got? I gotta get. I gotta get there. Ooh, twenty six minutes. Ugh. Um. So yeah, f- facing facing the uh facing experts, I don't really I don't really sweat it too much, but that's probably just because I deal with a lot of them, you know, daily every other day, you know, stuff like that, but um I do find that a lot of them are kind of like they kind of act like scared little bitches on social media, right? So you want to talk like your fake smack talk, you know, just have fun during the week and they don't fucking respond. It's not everybody. It's just some. And I don't think it's, it may have a little bit to do with, they think that they're better than you. So why, why are they going to engage in it? Or it's just a perception. Oh, I don't want to engage in it. Cause then everybody else thinks that they can engage in it. And it's just like it, it makes it really no fun. But uh yeah, um don't sweat it. Don't ever sweat if you're playing in contests and stuff like that, if you're doing listener leagues and all that. Uh they're just they're just the same as you and me. 
they're not anything special. Sure, they go through their own their own research. You know, they they go the extra mile to make sure that their teams are good. But um, in the end, it just comes down to your players versus their players, and whether or not you've made a mistake, either researching, uh, overanalyzing stuff like that. You know, it's just just play the fucking game. But no, it's just not a lot of fun, especially for this Ring of Honor league. I. I go against two experts back to back and uh try to you know throw it out there a little bit of smack talk nothing coming back and i'm like you know what go fuck yourselves if you're really that if you're really that fucking uh gun shy about talking to me and all that shit maybe i hold myself to a higher standard but it is what it is i just am the higher standard um so the suspension on facebook was uh kind of weird shocking um didn't say anything bad at all like i wasn't attacking anybody uh putting anybody down anything like that um i got dinged for basically talking shit about um uh mail in voting and the post had nothing to do with mail in voting that's essentially what it was. So what the post was is I said, because I had gotten a couple of letters in the mail and they were handwritten out. You know, there was a little bit of, you know, uh, a printed, a printed spot of, you know, get out there and vote type thing like that. That's all it was. It wasn't like anything for Democrat or Republican, anything like that. It was just get out and vote. And I'm just like, why the fuck am I getting this? I already registered. What the hell do I need this for? And so, but there was parts in there that were handwritten from actual people and why they're, what the, what they're voting for, you know, like certain issues and stuff like healthcare, um, uh, maybe, uh, uh, women's rights, equality, uh, systemic racism, whatever, whatever, you know, the issues are out there, you know, your beliefs, it doesn't really matter. Right. So all I said was now it's voter spam mail, not a flyer, but actual letters from people asking me to vote. I got like six of them today and they went straight in the recycling bin. No big deal. You say, well, I'll have, you know, it's a bit of a walk from my mailbox in the front of the house to the new recycling bin at the back of the house. It basically, it's a fat joke about myself having to walk the distance. Um, so now I know what you triggered. White devils are all fucking yelling about. And I want in on a shout fest. And I had like uh, one of those degenerate uh, Karens, you know, just sitting there yelling, screaming for no fucking reason out in the street. Um, <laughs> that's all it was. And I got dinged for it. And. They asked me if I wanted to appeal it. Now, I've had this before where they're just like, do you want to appeal it? And there's a box where you can fill in, you know, you can write your kind of your argument on it. And and I said, yes, I want to appeal it. And the box never came up to type it in. It just automatically went to appeal. And it said, okay, we're we're, uh, considering your appeal. And not even a minute later. It came back and said, we've heard your appeal. 
but we're sticking with our decision to ban you for 24 hours. And I'm like, hold the fuck on. I didn't even do anything. I didn't even do anything. So it's just like, you know what? Go fuck yourself, Facebook. This is why I keep saying for as long as I'm on Facebook. Now I got to, I have my Twitter. I have my Instagram. I couldn't give two shits about my Facebook. The only reason I have Facebook is for uh, family. And basically, yeah, I've got, you know, friends around town and all that stuff. But um, I can talk to those friends at any point in time because we all have our fucking phone numbers so we can text and stuff. We're like actual individuals that will contact each other. So other than that, it's, you know, friends far away. Uh, I have friends all over the place. I got friends up in Minnesota. Uh, I got friends down in Texas, Florida, uh, New York, you know, Boston, everywhere, right? Those are really the people. But if I lost my Facebook, I'm not going to lose sleep over it because they know I have the Instagram. They know I have the Twitter. If they really needed to get a hold of me, they know somebody who can get a hold of me. So I could give two shits. Facebook. Twitter, all you motherfuckers, quit censoring people for nonsense, for absolute nonsense. Quit telling people that pe- that everyone is fucking lying because you know what? In the end, it doesn't matter if somebody's actually telling the truth or telling a lie. Let the people on your fucking platform Figure it out for their damn selves. Because in the end, that's what it's for. You are not the ones who are supposed to protect us. If there's a hate type thing where somebody is saying, I want you to fucking die. Why don't you go kill yourself? Absolutely. Get that person. But this whole bullshit with the with any type of news, fake news, uh, misinformation, all that type of shit. Fuck you. You're not a newspaper. You're not a uh, 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 television production, uh, news production. You're not in control of us. They're technically not supposed to be doing this. Otherwise, they can be liable for what's going on. That's why Congress has been looking into this. The New York Times story on Biden and his kid. And why that got erased. Why nobody could retweet it. I'm sure everything with Ghislaine Maxwell and the whole Jeffrey Epstein thing is probably going to be whitewashed. That shit's not supposed to happen. We're supposed to be able to make the decisions for ourselves because we're fucking adults. We have thought process. We should be able to figure it out. If you don't agree with me on it, that's fine. But at the same point in time, if you're not researching what you're reading anyways, especially during election years where everybody seems to not be telling the truth, then you're a moron. 
Or better yet, you're ignorant and lazy. For God's sakes, quit getting your news from all this bullshit without fucking researching it. That's why it always drove me nuts in DFS with foot uh, with football, especially because I had such a, a high passion for it. I wanted to do the research myself. I wasn't going to rely on others to give me my information, my news, my source, right? How I was going to decide who I was playing or who I was sitting who I was paying up for, who I was paying down for. And there's a lot of people who listen to this podcast who understand that. And they do well with it. Not only listening to the podcast, looking at the target sheet, the spread, the regular DFS spreadsheet, which you can use for seasonal. The strength of schedule stuff. They know how to look at this stuff. Why? Because they ask how to look at it. And once they know how, once they have a grasp of it, they can do it on their own. Do they still ask questions? Sure. But the ones who will actually go above and beyond, much like when you were in high school, much like when you were in college, if you went to college, if you didn't, not a big deal or your apprenticeship in something, learning a job even without schooling, right? Just a trade, anything. Me, truck driver, just learning how to do it, right? The ones who are always the most successful are the ones who are willing to put their best foot forward and learn while they're working. And think about, is there a way to make this better? Is there a way to make this more efficient? Those are the ones who have success. Can you have that same success? Absolutely. Without doing the work? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, there's a percentage chance that you can. I mean, we all knew that person that could just walk into class and fucking get an A. And you knew they didn't do any studying whatsoever, right? We all remember that. Sometimes you can get away with it. But the information that I give you, please at least look at it, think about it, and look at other avenues. Do your own type of research with it and come with a question not of, how about this guy over this guy? How about, hey, what about this? I found X, you know, A, B, and C that points to this. And the only thing that I can see that is negative towards it is D, E, and maybe F. You know, it might not be anything major. Those are the kind of questions that I like. When you actually think about it, we can have a conversation. Now, it's hard because... I can't just text out a conversation. It's a pain in the ass for not only me, but it's for you as well. Because whether or not we're both there at the exact same time going back and forth, you you can't hear my voice 
I can't hear your voice. So I can't tell what you're taking as the most serious part of your question or your research on what, you know, is really driving the issue versus me where I can sit here and tell you, you know, I don't think so. Or I could be like, come on, man. Do you really think that that's the way you want to go? It's kind of stuff like that. That's why I like doing the podcast when I go through the slate because you can also pick up when I'm on it, when I'm really on a guy, and when I'm kind of like, eh, eh. Even when I don't say it. It's all about listening to the audio. Am I really calm? Am I really excited? Or am I just, eh, you could use them. We could use them. It's a possibility. Those are the guys you really got to research. But that's it. I want to get out of here. Get this all done up so everybody has it for the Thursday Night Slate. Or maybe you just love to hear my Wisconsin accent. Because I swear to God, it's the sexiest Wisconsin accent out there. But until tomorrow... I'm going to leave you guys here, and I'll see you on Friday.